Bizarre twist, Nawab Zakria Khan of Lahore decides to extend an olive branch to the Khalsa. An emissary is sent to offer a title and land to anoint a new leader of the Khalsa. The Mughal court in Delhi descends into debauchery and chaos, and in faraway lands, a powerful new conqueror rises who will greatly affect the fortunes of the Sikhs. Before we begin the episode, we have a favor to ask of you. If you find this work compelling, please be sure to rate it and write a short review. That will definitely help us get the podcast to a wider audience. I also wanted to share some exciting news with you. If you have enjoyed the rich musical offerings in our episodes, check out our new endeavor, the Gourmet Sangeet Podcast. An ode to Sikh sacred music, the podcast is a curated introduction to some of the finest live recordings in the genre. The year was 1733. Muhammad Shah was no more the callow youth who had been enthroned 14 years earlier by the Sayyid brothers as a puppet to further their ambitions. A year after he ascended to the throne, the young emperor successfully managed to defeat and kill Sayyid Abdullah Khan and Sayyid Hussain Ali Khan with the help of the powerful nobles Muhammad Amin Khan Chin Bahadur and his nephew Nizam ul Mulk Asaf Jah. A year later, Muhammad Shah had married his niece Badshah Begum, the daughter of the late Emperor Farooq Siyar. Muhammad Amin Khan had been appointed the Emperor's new Vizier or Prime Minister, and the Nizam ul Mulk had become the governor of the Deccan. In 1722, after the death of Muhammad Amin Khan, the Nizam ul Mulk had become Vizier. A man with a profound sense of duty, Nizam ul Mulk had lobbied hard for his new position, seeing himself as someone who could bring order to the court in Delhi. After the turmoil of the post Bahadur Shah years, that had seen several emperors come and go in quick succession. The historian Jadunath Sarkar provides this rather unflattering portrait of the emperor. He possessed natural intelligence and a good deal of foresight, but the fate of his predecessors, who had been set up and pulled down by their viziers, effectively crushed any desire that he might have once had to rule for himself and keep his nobles under control. He therefore totally withdrew himself from public business, leaving it to his ministers and plunged into a life of pleasure and amusement, hardly ever going out of Delhi during his 28 years on the throne. After shaking off the dominance of the Sayyid brothers, 
The young Muhammad Shah had fallen under the spell of a woman who was referred to as Koki or foster sister, the daughter of a geomancer, Muhammad Jan. Koki and Hafiz Khidmatgar Khan, a powerful eunuch, were both opposed to the new wazir. Nizamul Mulk did his best to thwart him at every step. The vizier made several attempts to root out corruption at court, focusing mainly on ending the practices of outsourcing revenue collection and the bribery that was rampant in court appointments. His enemies at court poisoned the emperor's mind against him, suggesting that the vizier was plotting a coup and had a candidate in waiting to depose Muhammad Shah. Unable to stomach the toxic environment of court, the vizier left for the Deccan and established himself as a semi-independent ruler. His cousin, Kamaruddin Khan, son of the late Muhammad Amin Khan Chin Bahadur, became the next vizier. A lazy drunkard, Kamaruddin Khan was a completely ineffectual vizier, and in Jadunath Sarkar's words, the administration merely drifted along under this harmless, kind old man who always foresaw the trend of affairs and the effect of every measure, but never had the courage to tell the honest truth to his master or dissuade him from any wrong course on which his heart was set. Such was the state of the Delhi court when Nawab Zakaria Khan's petition was received, suggesting that a new approach be taken regarding the fractious Sikhs who had rendered Punjab ungovernable. Muhammad Shah, who barely knew anything about the Sikhs, decided to educate himself and his court in a unique way, befitting his reputation as patron of the arts. He summoned the royal entertainers and commanded them to enact a farce, which would serve to both entertain and educate the court. In his work, Shamsher Khalsa, Gani Gyan Singh provides this account. Hukamapai Patashaka Sabhandanatab Aye Molat Latre Yamaki Kara Samana Sabhaye Milbaho Bhandan Rachya Nakala Lagge Sajanatab Singana Shakala Ketak Rachya Neel Niranga Ketak Sajya Shweta Bhujanga Chute Dhamale Ya Bidjhule Mano Langur Su Kehar Hule Kamar Kachare Pehre Fate लटकत मनो सो केहर साटे भूरे चादर फाटे बस्तर टूटे फूटे जरखल शस्त्र सिर पर चक्कर खंडे तोड़े सजे न और शस्त्र थोड़े एक एक चुकियो मन मन लोहा पहुंचे शाह नजीक सरोहा फते अकाल काल गजाई धूम कचहरी बीच मचाई on the emperor's command come his entertainers all. Three days, Lord, is all we need. Props and costumes, actors, hall. 
enact they for their lord a farce. Roloff sings they dress to play, some don robes of a kali blue, white-clad warriors some portray, ends of turbans flapping free, swinging like a monkey's tail, dangling strips of tattered shorts, like a lion's mane they flail, dull brown shawls and tattered clothes, broken rusty weapons bare, on their heads are quoits and rings, mockery of weapons wear, each of them much metal bare, to the emperor they come near, greet him sings as if they were, in the court much mirth and cheer naam sunavan lage apne sune na kathi jo the un swapne ayo bakhera singh dutera takda singh lakda singh jhoda bagad singh ghagad singh phoda agad jhagad singh bhagad bhagoda dharat dhekel singh pahada dilli tod singh sehlada then the jesters say their names not in dreams names even heard strong sing one of wood the next panther sing angry sing a name absurd sing who moves the earth another destroyer of delhi as one referred sun ke naam rahe sab tajab kahe na sake ke chithane gajab pai saroop pikh baatein sun sun has has parat log sab pun pun by the names the court struck dumb some were silent furious some jesters costumes and their words some did to laughter succumb arun nan singh lohat anan nar saroop jan bane pranan रचे सचाले बह लख बाहे सूर बीर जे परम सराहे their eyes blood red and faces too as if lions into humans turned like heroes with arms many strut the valiant who respect have earned jetak the singan ke bole sabhi sunaye karat thathole ke hai mughla diye maaye tere singh jawai aaye sunni turkan diye bhene tere singa gehne lene sunni sayadani mughlani tetho chakki singa pihani pabi shekhni pathani tum te ghodan leed uthani jesters playing the parts of sings they turn to mock courtier some hark o mughal matriarch your sons in law the sings are come sisters of the mughals hark your ornaments the sings will take haughty ladies proud high born to grind grain we will you make sister in law afghan rich horseshit we will make you rake तुम सो सिंह आनंद पड़े हैं पहले अमृत सूर छके हैं नी हम गुर के सिंह अकाली जिनकी सब तो रीत निराली तोड़े सतर कुफर ना जंदे राखे तुरकन कोकर बंदे हम अब दिल्ली तख्त संभाले तुमको खुली मौज दिखा ले हमरा न कलंक है पंथा माने शरा न किसकी संथा हिंदू अंधे तुरकू काणे हम अलग हैं दुहते सियाणे 
The things are better off than you of Amrit did we first partake. We are the Guru Singh's eternal, a path unique we choose to take. The Mughals we vow to enslave, enemies all we vow to break. Throne of Delhi we shall take, and then we shall marry, make. Without a blemish is our faith, our loyalty no one can shake. One-eyed Muslims, Hindus, blind, the higher path we won't forsake. Saag paat rach deg aluni, rukhi missi ghrit vihuni, amrit swad baneo kar bhai, indra dik ya sam nahi paai, deg mast din kitak dikhaave, chano badam chabaye bataave, salt without we cook our greens, unbuttered bread does our hunger quell, delicious is our food we say, the gods even don't sup so well, rejoicing we accept our food, roasted grains our almonds swell. Khade son ar chalte khana, shukar ibadat satgur bhana, biya baan mein kiya dera, tangu betha kar istera, hindu musla jo chad aai, taako tu jhat khabar batai, gafalata ne bhaav bataya, kuhi baaz shikar dikhaya. We sleep erect, eat as we walk. We celebrate the Guru's will. Desolate lands we make our home. Hide in trees our lookout still. And if they spy a hostile force, in an instant know we will. Never let down we our guard. Our foes we do with terror fill. Sakhat punji tang faraki. Tutte futte saaj iraki. Fatti chadar bhure galti. So lepete singan jalti. Leeran seeran vatti rassi. Kamar samar hit bhukeo kassi. Tab tarvare lage khenchan. Rakt bhari neh sanke enchan. Toe chon mil bal kar nikasai. Pahan rete sing ghasai. Saddles, bridles, and our reins, all of them in disrepair. Tattered shawls and our coarse scarves, we waste no time, we quickly wear. And even in this ragged state, loins girded, ready we're seen. And then we pull out our swords, rusty blades we need to clean. From our scabbard, swords extract, sand and stone, they make them keen. Saan chadi turkan tarvare, sakena singan ka katbare, jyo jyo ghaav cheer sam lage, tiyo tiyo ros kare hai jage, lahu bhari jariyat miyane, mari uchhar uchhar singh juane, sehat sanjoye turkan katke, jeen kaat ghoran, mad satke, murde sej singan ko ghoade, taudat neh jang mo thoade, कूद कूद तुरकन पर चढ़ी पांव जाए फीलन सिर धरही and as the mughal scimitar swing would be the cause of our demise with every blow that falls on us anger does in our breasts rise scabbards jammed with blood and rust young heroes do their foes chastise with their fierce attacks and blows saddles and horses incise to their death do tumble steeds, can't do battle, cannot rise. Upon the Mughals' Khalsa's leap, clamber on elephants to devise.
ਗੱਜ ਕੱਟਾ ਕਹਲੇ ਸਿੰਘ ਛਾਲੀ ਕਰੇ ਤੇਗ ਹੱਥ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਖਾਲੀ ਤੁਰਕਣ ਬਾਰ ਜਾਏ ਜਬ ਫੇਟੇ ਮਾਰ ਗਿਰਾਵਤ ਸਿੰਘ ਜਟੇਟੇ ਲਗੇ ਘਾਵ ਸਿੰਘਣ ਤਨ ਜੇਤੇ ਗੈਂਡੇ ਚਰਨ ਸਮਾਨ ਸੁਤੇਤੇ ਬੂੰਦੇ ਨਿਕਸ ਲਹੂ ਕਿਚ ਜਮ ਹੈ ਗਿਰੇ ਸਿੰਘ ਨਹਿ ਮਾਨੋ ਗਮ ਹੈ ਤੇਗਾ ਤੁਰਕਣ ਤਨ ਯੋ ਧਸ ਹੈ ਛੁਰੀ ਜੈਸੇ ਖਰਬੂਜੇ ਧਸ ਹੈ धारे छुटे खून प्रणारे गिर घेर ज्यो झरत अपारे स्लैश द एलिफेंट्स एंड जंप ऑफ इनटू देम देयर ब्लेड्स दे थ्रस्ट पैरीड आर द मुगल्स ब्लोस सेंट बाय पेजेंट्स टू द डस्ट सिंग्स श्रग ऑफ द ब्लोस दे टेक स्किन्स लाइक राइनोस दे हैव मस्ट इवन व्हेन दे डू शेड ब्लड नॉट इवन व्हेन दे फॉल नॉन प्लस्ट ब्लेड्स एम्बेड इन मुगल्स डीप लाइक अ नाइफ इन अ मेलन्स क्रस्ट स्ट्रीम्स ऑफ ब्लड आर एवरीवेयर माउंटेंस क्रैश इनटू द डस्ट ਪਿਕ ਪਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਲਗੀ ਚਟਪਾਟੀ ਹੈਰਤ ਅੰਗੂਰੀ ਦੰਤਨ ਕਾਟੀ ਉਰਦ ਸਵਾਸ ਖੇਚ ਇਕਬਾਰਾ ਕੀਨ ਵਜੀਰਨ ਤਰਫ ਇਸ਼ਾਰਾ ਦੇਖੋ ਕੁਦਰਤ ਅਜਬ ਖੁਦਾ ਕੀ ਕਹੀ ਨਾ ਜਾਤ ਬਾਤ ਕਚ ਤਾਂ ਕੀ ਚਿਰੀਅਤ ਤੇ ਕਰ ਬਾਜ਼ ਦਿਖਾਵਤ ਸੋ ਫਿਰ ਲਗਣ ਝਗੜਨ ਖਾਵਤ ਇਹ ਕੋਤਕ ਪਿਖ ਸੁਣ ਤੁਰਕਾਨੀ ਲਰਜ਼ਾਨੀ ਮਨ ਅਧਿਕ ਰਿਸਾਨੀ ਜਨ ਸਭ ਕੇ ਸਿਰ ਪਰਿਓ ਪਾਨੀ ਬੇਸ ਨ ਲੇਸ ਬਸੇਸ ਚਲਾਨੀ ਪੜਿਓ ਲਹੌਲ ਬੜਿਓ ਦਿਲ ਹੌਲਾ ਕਹਿਓ ਸਮੇਟੇ ਇਨਕੋ ਮੌਲਾ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਚਿਤ ਚਕਰਤ ਭਇਓ ਆਖਿਰ ਯਾਬਿਦ ਬਿਉਤ ਬਣਾਇਓ ਰੈਸਟਲੈਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਮੋਨਾਰਕ ਨਾਓ ਅ ਫਿੰਗਰ ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਸੀਨ ਟੂ ਬਾਈਟ with a sigh the emperor then adviser summons that are in sight the ways of allah they are strange cannot they be fathomed quite little birds he turns to hawks birds of prey then ready to fight on hearing this wondrous tale some showed anger other shame deep inside all were chastised anxious to honor reclaim sinking heart to god he prays allah alone these men can tame in his mind was turmoil great a new way to try willing became the emperor looked thoughtful the farce did not seem all that amusing anymore He sent for Nawab Zakaria Khan's letter and read it again in particular focusing on the last part this is a translation from Shamshir Khalsa I would like to suggest that you confer a title and land upon the six in order to pacify them I see no other path to peace I strongly suggest making them allies for another reason If enemies appear at our borders we can use the six as our first line of defense they are valiant for sure and it is preferable to keep them in our fold but then you are the lord and master and i will abide by whatever decision you make after much deliberation the emperor announced his decision This is taken from the Panth Prakash by Gyanigyan Singh. 
ਸੁਣ ਕੇ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਖੁਸ਼ ਥੀਆ ਹੁਕਮ ਮੇਲ ਕਰਨੇ ਹਿਤ ਦੀਆ ਖਾਨ ਬਹਾਦਰ ਕੋ ਲਿਖ ਪਠਿਓ ਬੈਰ ਸਿੰਘਣ ਕੋ ਕਵੀ ਨਾ ਠਠਿਓ ਜਿਉ ਤਿਉ ਰੱਖੋ ਇਨੇ ਪਰਚਾਈ ਦੇਸ ਵਿਰਾਨ ਨਾ ਹੋਵਣ ਪਾਈ finally the king is pleased issues he then this command epistle to the governor sends hostilities with the six are banned keep them safe and keep them close no more they'll dwell on desolate land subedari khilat ghalaya dwadas gramon pata pathaya rokad kharch jitak eh chahen dekar leh ine kar pehen a governorship expensive robes for villages 12 the title deed for cash if they have a need are assent it is decreed Zakaria Khan was pleased when he learned that the emperor had approved his proposal to offer an olive branch to the Sikhs. He immediately sent for his trusted emissary in his dealings with them, the contractor Subeg Singh. Ratan Singh Pangu imagines the message the Nawab gave to Subeg Singh for the Sikhs. Tum hum sukhad hum tum sukhdaye ral mil liyo mulk basaye जगीर लिखाए लह गुर चक नाल अब तुम करो ना मुल्क उजार आई एम योर वेल विशर रेसिप्रोकेट टू दिस लैंड लेट अस ब्रिंग पीस गुरु चक यू शैल रूल नाउ पिलेज प्लंडर हेंसफोर्थ सीस सभी तुम्हारो देश है सब तुमरो अजीज भिराए उन्हीं को दुख किस दयो कयो उन सुखदाए Yours will be the region entire all men will your brothers be do not them in sorrow plunge to their welfare you must see Shrewd Subeg Singh sensed that it would not be easy to turn the Sikhs around, for they had scored many successes against the Nawab's forces and didn't really have a reason to negotiate with him. The area which the Nawab offered, the districts of Dipalpur, Kanganwal, and Chabbal, was virtually under their control already. He asked Zakaria Khan to sweeten the deal. ਸੁਬੇਗ ਸਿੰਘ ਉਸ ਅਗਿਓ ਭਾਕੀ ਕਿਚ ਖਾਲਸੇ ਮੈਂ ਡਿਗਦੇ ਰਾਖੀ ਕਿਚ ਤੋਫੋ ਤੁਫਾਇਤ ਓ ਮਗਰੋਂ ਦੇਹ ਤਉ ਬਣੇ ਤੁਮ ਸਿਓ ਉਣ ਨੇਹ ਸੁਬੇਗ ਸਿੰਘ ਆਫਰਡ ਦਿਸ ਐਡਵਾਈਸ ਅ ਸਮ ਆਫ ਮਨੀ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਸੈਂਡ ਸੈਂਡਿੰਗ ਗਿਫਟਸ ਵੁੱਡ ਸ਼ੋ ਗੁੱਡ ਵਿਲ ਥਸ ਅ ਬਿਟ ਦ ਸਿੰਗਸ ਮਾਈਟ ਬੈਂਡ 
ਵਹੀ ਬਾਤ ਨਬਾਬੇ ਮਨ ਲਈ ਮਤਲਬ ਆਪਣੇ ਤੁਰਤ ਆਣ ਦਈ ਸਿਰੇ ਪਾਉ ਥੋ ਉਸਨੇ ਆਇਓ ਸੋ ਸੁਬੇਦਾਰੀ ਕੋ ਖਿਲਤ ਖਲਾਇਓ ਐਕਸੈਪਟਿੰਗ ਥਿਸ ਇਸ ਗੁੱਡ ਐਡਵਾਈਸ ਜ਼ਕਰੀਆ ਖਾਨ ਡਿਡ ਬੈਨੀਫਿਟ ਸੀ ਪ੍ਰਪੇਅਰਡ ਅ ਸੈਟ ਆਫ ਨੋਬਲ ਰੋਬਸ ਟੂ ਆਫਰ ਥੈਮ ਹੀ ਡਿਡ ਅਗਰੀ ਤੇ ਖਿਲਤ ਇਤੀ ਗੱਲ ਕਹੀ ਇਹ ਪੁਸ਼ਾਕ ਨਾ ਜਾਣਿਓ ਇਹ ਨਬਾਬੀ ਭਈ ਇਸੀ ਸਾਥ ਹੋਗ ਲਿਖੀ ਜਕੀਰ ਇਸੀ ਸਾਥ ਹੋਗ ਮੁਲਕ ਤਤਬੀਰ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਥਿੰਕ ਥੀਸ ਆਰ ਜਸਟ ਰੋਬਸ ਐਮਬਲਮਸ ਦੇ ਆਫ ਪਾਵਰ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਟਾਈਟਲ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਲੈਂਡਸ ਹੀ ਗੇਵ ਐਂਡ ਕਾਉਂਸਲ ਟੂ ਗਵਰਨ ਦਾ ਸਟੇਟ ਇਹ ਨਵਾਬੀ ਅਦ ਸੁਬੇਦਾਰੀ ਉਸੇ ਮਿਲੇਗੀ ਰਈਤ ਸਾਰੀ ਸ਼ਾਹੀ ਪ੍ਰਵਾਨ ਉਸ ਨਾਏ ਆਵਗ ਉਹੀ ਵੰਡ ਸਭ ਲੋਗਣ ਖਲਾਵਗ half of my lands they will rule subjects will their peasants be royal writs they will receive to issue grants they will be free sur sati data hathi tapi japi jo koe deveo us bichar ke jo is laik hoe a fearless man of moral bent generous steadfast circumspect ponder and debate they must and such a man they must select armed with zakaria khan's counsel a large chest filled with gold coins expensive robes and the title to the lands that were being conferred upon the sikhs subeg singh rode out of lahore dr ganda singh and dr teja singh in a short history of the sikhs write that the meeting took place at the akal takht in amritsar Subeg Singh did not get a particularly warm greeting. He was seen as a collaborator with Nawab Zakaria Khan, who had been the sworn enemy of the Sikhs. He had to first go through the quote ceremony of exculpation or tanqa before he was allowed to place Zakaria Khan's offer before the Sikhs. As an aside, Dr. Hariram Gupta in his work History of the Sikhs: Evolution of the Sikh Confederacies disputes Dr. Ganda Singh and Teja Singh's version, suggesting that it would be highly unlikely to find a Sikh serving as a contractor in Lahore in those times. He also believes that an open gathering of the Sikhs in Amritsar would have been unlikely given the circumstances. I personally am very drawn to the color of Ratan Singh Pangu's account and return to it to continue the tale. As an aside, the milieu that Ratan Singh Pangu paints does not suggest a meeting at the Akal Takht. This is his description of the camp of the Khalsas presided over by Jathedar Darbara Singh. ਦਈ ਨਗਦੀ ਖਰਚੇ ਤਾਈ ਸੁਬੇਗ ਸਿੰਘ ਤੁਰਿਓ ਜੁਕਤ ਬਣਾਈ ਜਹ ਡੇਰੋ ਥੋ ਖਾਲਸੇ ਲਾਇਓ ਬਜੇ ਨਗਾਰੇ ਨਿਸ਼ਾਨ ਝੁਲਾਇਓ ਸੁਬੇਗ ਸਿੰਘ ਸੈਟ ਆਊਟ ਵਿਦ ਅ ਪਲਾਨ ਵਿਦ ਮਨੀ ਇਨ ਹਿਸ ਸੈਡਲ ਬੈਗਸ ਵੈਂਟ ਹੀ ਟੂ ਦ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਕੈਂਪ ਬੀਟਿੰਗ ਡਰਮਸ ਐਂਡ ਫਲਟਰਿੰਗ ਫਲੈਗਸ ਜਾ ਪਹੁੰਚਿਓ ਵੈ ਸਿੰਘ ਸੁਜਾਨ ਅਗੇ ਲਗਿਓ ਹੁਤ ਖਾਲਸੇ ਦੀਵਾਨ ਪੜੇ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਓ ਬਜੇ ਰਬਾਬ ਸੁਖੇ ਘੋਟੇ ਭੁਨੇ ਸਾਜ ਪ੍ਰਸਾਦ ਅਰਾਈਵ ਥੇਰ ਵੈਨ ਦ ਕਲੇਵਰ ਸਿੰਘ ਹੈਡ ਕੰਗਰੀਗੇਟਡ ਖਾਲਸਾਸ ਥੇਰ ਸਿੰਗਿੰਗ ਹਿਮਸ ਪਲੇਇੰਗ
فوڈ اینڈ ڈرنک دئی ڈیڈ پرپیئر کو گھوڑے کو مال سے کرے کو سستر مانج اجل کر دھرے کو تیر کو بندوق چلاوے کو انگل پر چکر گھماوے ہورسز ور سم گرومنگ شارپن پالشڈ ویپن سم سم پریکٹسنگ مارکس مین شپ کوائٹس آن فنگرز ورلنگ ہم کو سنگن چمپی کرے کو چور جھلائے کو پانی لیاوے دور تے بیٹھے سنان کرائے شیمپوئنگ ور سم دیر ہیئر سم ڈیڈ ویونگ فلائی وسکس بیئر سم ور فیچنگ واٹر پرفارمنگ دیر ابلوشنز دیر Subhaik Singh's arrival created a stir, for he was not a frequent visitor at the camp, and being a clever man, he started by humbly begging the Khalsa's forgiveness for not having participated in their campaigns. After he had been suitably chastised, he was allowed to speak. سبیگ سنگھ تو پنتھ بہایو کر آدر اس پرشن پچھایو سبیگ سنگھ تب سب گل کہی لیائیو خطے دھر مہرے دئی ہی واز ایس ٹو ٹیک اے سیٹ ریسپیکٹفلی واز ایس ٹو اسپیک آفر دین ہی ڈیڈ پرزینٹ ان دا بیگ آف گولڈ ہی لیٹ دم پیک کو سنگھ کہے لٹ مچایو کو کہے اس دور ہٹایو سبیگ سنگھ تن اگیوں اچاری یہ کیا کرو تم گل اوچاری راب ہم سم ور ہرٹ ٹو سے سم سیٹ سینڈ ہم آن ہز وے سبیگ سنگھ ایسٹ ود مچ ڈسپلے وٹ کائنڈ آف ٹاک سنگھ از دس پرے سبیگ سنگھ نے تب کہو کھال سے سو ہاتھ جوڑ گریبن کی رچیا کرو لہ ترکن کو توڑ To the Khalsas made this plea, humbly hands before them raised, become protectors of the weak, join the Mughals and be praised. So Khalsay ne man lai, patashahi ke sir kod tikai, turkan bhejo tusi kis modo, khaho varto aur len lodo, pondered all the Khalsas then, Ten million we should demand. Why should we this offer spurn? We should ask for tribute grand. Darb jo aai thi to khal se lai vartaye. Kehyo darbare singh ko tunwa bila siropaye. The offered gold the Khalsas took, rank and file given its due, Darbara Singh they then addressed. This honor, sir, belongs to you. دربارے سنگھ اگیوں کہی اسی نبابی قد چاہیں لہی ہم کو ست گر بچن پتشاہی ہم کو جاپت ڈگ سو آہی سپوک دا ڈاوٹی واریئر دین وین ہیو آئی کور ٹائٹلز ہائی دا گرو سیڈ ویڈ آل بی کنگز می بی دیٹ مومنٹ از نائی Darbara Singh fervently believed that the Guru had prophesied that the Khalsa would rule. Surely he had been referring to something much grander than the offer of the estates and the title of Nawab from Zakaria Khan. Ham rakhat patashahi dawa, ja ikto ja aglo pawa, jo satgur sikhan kahi baat, hog sai ne khali jaat. The Guru's words, they will come true, hereafter or maybe now, the Guru to his six had pledged, false will never be his vow. Dhoor vidrat o dhawal dhulaye, satgur bachan na khali jaye, patashai chhad, kis lehen babi, paradheen jahe maha kharabi. 
Bold star may move and earth may shake, the guru will not his promise break. Fiefdom in lieu of empire, this compromise, why should we make? Hum patashahi satguru dai, hane hane lae, jeh jeh bahe zameen mal, teh teh takhat banai. Sovereignty our guru gave, to each of us it did accrue, every land we occupy is our realm, is that not true? Isi bhaant baho sikhan kahi, hum ko lord nababi nahi, un mangi kad dai patashahi, panth chhad behyo kab unke pahi. Thus did all the sixth debate, this offer we have to spurn, niggardly and low it seems, on our brothers we cannot turn. Baba Prem Singh in Jeevan Brithant Nawab Kapoor Singh writes, that a lively debate ensued. This is translated from the original Punjabi. Several were of the opinion that Nawab Zakaria Khan's offer not be accepted, but a few far-sighted Sikhs suggested that there was no shame in accepting it because it had been unasked for. They felt that as long as Zakaria Khan kept his end of the bargain, the Sikhs should cease hostilities and benefit from the peace. If he ever reneged on the deal, they would immediately give up the title and lands that he had offered, for neither had the Sikhs begged for them, nor would they ever become attached to them. The most persuasive argument was that it would give the Sikhs a much-needed respite and allow them to both visit and maintain their places of worship, many of which had fallen into disrepair. Baba Prem Singh writes that Nawab Zakaria Khan had offered explicit assurances that the Sikhs would not be molested as they visited their sacred sites. Kasam Quran Bahobar Uthave, Gur Chak Ham Kade Perna Pave, Bishak Loho Tum Mela Lae, Nankane Mo Rodi Jae, Bade Dehre Kandur Gur Than, Taran Taran Gur Or Makan. On the Holy Quran he swore Amritsar would be left alone, festivals could six observe, Nankana would be their own, to Tarantaran and Kadur Mughals would visits condone. The opportunity to visit their important Gurdwaras freely and take care of them turned the tide. The assembly of six decided that Nawab Zakaria Khan's offer should be accepted. This, of course, raised a new issue. Who should the title and its attendant honors go to? The answer seemed obvious. The Sikhs turned to their leader, Divan Darbara Singh, but he shook his head. The doughty warrior, whose bravery was legendary, was widely respected, but he said that a younger man should be chosen. It was a wise decision, because he was to pass away within a year. Darbara Singh nominated his most capable lieutenant, a brave young man who had already made his mark. Baba Prem Singh writes that Kapoor Singh was the ideal candidate to become Nawab of the Sikhs by accepting the title offered by the Mughals. He was a tireless servant of the community, he was of deeply spiritual bent and very attached to Sikh scripture, 
He was a fearless warrior and yet one of the humblest Sikh leaders. He would go out of his way to seek opportunities to serve, often volunteering to wash the congregation's dishes and utensils and spending hours fanning his fellow Sikhs during the hot summer months. As usual, Ratan Singh Pangu has a most engaging story to tell. As the deliberations were in progress, Kapoor Singh was engaged in one of his customary duties, fanning the congregation. Kapoor Singh tho thehl kamavat, dhoad dhoad tho pakha jalavat, un jhali teg thi manmukh kalle, as saji jan sasmrig challe. Kapoor Singh, as was his wont, Vigorously he swung a fan, he had faced the swords of foes, scar on his face had the young man. Kapoor Singh had recently arrived from Ropar, where he had been wounded in a skirmish with a contingent of Mughal soldiers. Zakham kacho tho lageo tatkal, kahe dekh us singh nihal, uhi bachan khalse ko furyo, aye sama sab singh ko jureo. Wounded, valorous young man of the Khalsas was the toast of one mind the assembled men, one thought in the mind of most. Taha Singh ik apno parth bani gur lal, tehl sehl ta ko mile, jako saad karpal. Spoke up then one of the Singhs, he the Guru's word professed, Honor and service for the one who is by the saintly blessed. Singh Kapoor jhalle pakhe thoi, kripa nazar panth usval hoi, awaz akalo panthe sun paai, guru granth bach man leh bhai. As Kapoor Singh worked the fan, at him did the assembly look, hearkened the Khalsa Guru's word, spoken had the holy book. Tehl karat is mehl puchavo, Kapoor Singh ko siro pav pehrao, keheo panth chako sikh bhujangi, kar kar punas us akhi changi. Honor for the one who serves, Kapoor Singh he was the one, pick up the robes all of them said, bowed he said. The Sikh who had quoted a line from the Guru Granth Sahib had reiterated that those who serve are worthy of honor. The assemblage had no doubt that it was a divine command. The humblest of the Sikhs was Kapoor Singh, and of course his credentials were impeccable. He would accept the robes of honor on their behalf, and he would become the Nawab of the Sikhs. Kapoor Singh's humility was very real. A great responsibility was being placed on his young shoulders. The notion of the Sikhs, a fiercely independent people, having a Nawab was a radical one. After all, Guru Gobind Singh himself had decreed that the entire body of the Khalsa would be the inheritors of his temporal power. And yet, one of them was being elevated to a very visible position of leadership. The manner in which Kapoor Singh proceeded to accept the honor was telling. Panj bujangiyan charni chuaye, dharo sis moho pavitra karaye, panj bujangiyan charn bal paai, singh saso hoye pravatbhaye rai. Kapoor Singh turned to Khalsa's five, placed the robes then at their feet, 
with the blessings off the five, the humblest are with strength replete. Baba Prem Singh mentions the names of the five warriors that Kapoor Singh knelt in front of, publicly acknowledging the primacy of the Khalsa Panth over any one leader. They were Hari Singh Hazuria, Deep Singh, Jasna Singh Ramgadiya, Karam Singh, and Buddha Singh Shukarchakya. Baba Prem Singh lists the gifts that Nawab Zakaria Khan had sent. A turban, an aigrette adorned with precious jewels, a pair of gold bracelets, a pearl necklace, a brocade tunic, and a bejeweled sword. Jabadastar Nababi Saji, Tej Kada Adake Mukhajagi, Kankana Kante Moti Mala, Kalgi Jiga Jarau Bisala, Pai Adik Fal Bridge Jogatajio, Megdut Chokubari, Tio Kapur Seng Hoi Garibi, Sad Gun Or Apari, Marat Pant Hukum Sab Tiska, Vedivan Nitlave, Bunge Takat Akal Agari, Devan Sio Chabachave. Royal turban on his head, with glory was his face aglow. Strands of pearls around his neck, agarette grand did his turban show. Like a laden fruit tree bends, like clouds mighty bowing low. Humbly did Kapoor Singh bow, virtues many they all did know. All the six would him obey, every day he would hold court. Before the mighty Thakhat Akal, godly would be his comport. Resplendent in his new finery, which the Sikhs insisted he wear, Kapoor Singh, looking every bit a monarch, addressed a prayer to them with folded hands. My dear Khalsas, the embodiment of the Guru, you have bestowed this fiefdom on me and made me your chief. But I beg you that I be allowed to keep serving as I have been with all my heart. It was clear that the six had chosen the right man to be their Nawab. Singh Nababi Bhai, Ta Singhan Vadeo Pratap, Turk Khushamad Bokare, Take Deh Ghal Aap. Kapoor Singh, the new Nawab, rapidly increased his fame. Mughals seemed subservient to the six from them wealth came. Both the authority and the fame of the new Nawab of the six increased in leaps and bounds as the revenue started to pour in. 
ਨਿਤ ਪ੍ਰਤ ਆਵੇ ਟਕੇ ਲਹੌਰ ਨਿਬਾਬ ਵਰਤਾਵੇ ਪੰਥੇ ਕੋਰ ਅਕਾਲ ਬੁੰਗੇ ਬੈ ਲਗੋ ਦੀਵਾਨ ਕਰੇ ਪ੍ਰਾਤ ਸਰ ਅੰਮ੍ਰਿਤ ਸਨਾਨ ਫਰਮ ਲਹੌਰ ਫਲੋ ਆਫ ਵੈਲਥ ਟੂ ਆਲ ਦ ਸਿਕਸ ਕਪੂਰ ਸਿੰਘ ਗੇਵ ਦ ਸਿਕਸ ਮੈਟ ਐਟ ਦ ਤਖਤ ਅਕਾਲ ਵਿਦਾਊਟ ਫੀਅਰ ਇਨ ਦ ਪੂਲ ਕੁਡ ਲੇਵ कपूर सिंह पर कृपा पंथ करी भली बुद्ध आए तिस में परी बहुत सिंगण को आदर धरे बिना पूछे पंथ गल ना करे कपूर सिंह बाय द पंथ वाज ब्लेस्ड बेनेवोलेंट वाइज ही प्रूव्ड टू बी फ्रॉम द सिंग्स ही गॉट रिस्पेक्ट ऑन एवरीथिंग कंसल्टेड ही Baba Prem Singh writes that Kapoor Singh's humility commitment to service and benevolence endured him to the six and brought him great respect soon the six grew so attached to their new nawab that they would be willing to give up their very lives for him the 10 gurus and the guru granth sahib unequivocally reigned supreme but after them there was no one whose commands were followed without question like nawab kapoor singh's The six now had a brief respite from Mughal persecution and they made the most of it. Kichak singan ko kateo aram kai singh gaye milne dham kaiyan nagaran bunge banaye kai baith dharmsalan chinaye six were able to relax to their homes again they went some built homes some towers built prayed those of religious bent kayan kheti jugat karai kai le ghar naran prachai kai rakhe ghar gher sumat kai le aaye aur bahu saath some back to farming returned found the time to wed a few some by their mothers were kept home some recruited comrades new bahut panth ko badha huyo ਇਕਤਾ ਬਹੁਤੇ ਥੰਬ ਨਾ ਭਇਓ ਤੋ ਨਵਾਬ ਚਿਤ ਕਿਉ ਵਿਚਾਰ ਕੋ ਜੁਗਤ ਬਣਾਈਏ ਜਿਤ ਹੋ ਸੰਭਾਰ ਗਰੂ ਦ ਪੰਥ ਬਾਈ ਲੀਪਸ ਐਂਡ ਬਾਉਂਡਸ ਟੂ ਗੈਦਰ ਥੈਮ ਇਟ ਵਾਸ ਅ ਚੋਰ ਕਪੂਰ ਸਿੰਘ ਥੈਨ ਹੀ ਮੇਡ ਅ ਪਲਾਨ ਸਟਰਕਚਰ ਵਾਸ ਨੀਡਡ ਐਵਰ ਮੋਰ ਉਸੀ ਦਿਨ ਸਦ ਖਾਲਸੋ ਅਕਾਲ ਬੁੰਗੇ ਤਖਤ ਮਕਾਨ ਦੀਨੋ ਸਬੜ ਉਚਾਰ ਡਿਗ ਨਿਬਾਬੇ ਸਿੰਘ ਸੁਜਾਨ summoned he the khalsa's all akal takht would be the place there he would share his plan the wise nawab would make his case nawab kapoor singh was a man of foresight the six were resurgent after years of being on the run their ranks were swelling constantly and the younger men among them were getting restive it was abundantly clear to him that peace with lahore would not last forever and the six had to be ready for the inevitable breach the khalsas would be reorganized to ensure that there was a clear chain of command for all the men the troops needed to be stationed strategically and they needed to be provisioned and supplied there needed to be a system for paying them and feeding them No less important was ministering to them and making sure that their spiritual needs were met. Far-reaching decisions were made at the Sarbat Khalsa, the gathering of all six that Nawab Kapoor Singh convened. 
the universally revered sage by Mani Singh, who had been serving as the head Granthi or custodian of the Guru Granth Sahib and the Sri Harmandir Sahib, was asked to preside over the gathering. The gathering of the Akal Takhat during the monsoon season in 1734 was a watershed event. Nawab Kapoor Singh proposed that the body of Sikh warriors be organized into two sections. The older and more experienced warriors would be known as the Buddha Dal, and the younger, age 40 and below, the Taruna Dal. The Buddha Dal would be responsible for the upkeep and maintenance of Gurdwaras, propagating the faith, and growing the ranks of the Khalsa by encouraging initiation through Amrit, ensuring that the ideals of the Khalsa were maintained and its code of conduct adhered to. In times of war, they would also be called upon to strap on their swords. The Tarnadal would be the sword arm of the Sikh Panth. They would be responsible for protecting the common people from tyranny and defending what belonged to the community. Nawab Kapoor Singh would serve as the supreme commander of both divisions, and in that capacity, he laid out some common rules that would apply to all. Baba Prem Singh documents them in his work. All proceeds from revenue collection, plunder, or tribute, regardless of which division brought them in, would be deposited in a central treasury, Members of both divisions would be clothed and equipped by drawing funds from the central treasury. Members of the two divisions would always eat together in a common langar. Each warrior and chief would be required to honor his chain of command. Warriors of both divisions would need to ask their commanders for a furlough if they wish to visit their families and would be expected to check back in with them when they returned. In a short time, after the Sarbat Khalsa, the ranks of the Tarunadal had swelled to 12,000. It was a large number and difficult to manage as a monolith. Nawab Kapoor Singh conferred with his senior-most deputies on developing the structure further. The logistics of feeding and housing such a multitude at one place were daunting. It was decided that the Tarunadal would be further split into five divisions, each with its own command structure and logistics. The first division, headquartered at Ramsar, was led by Deep Singh, and the Bibeksar division was led by Harnam Singh and Taram Singh of Amritsar. The division headquartered at Lachmansar was led by Karn Singh and Binod Singh of Govindwal. The Kalsar division was led by Dasonda Singh, and the last one, based at Santoksar, was under the command of Jeevan Singh Rangretia. One of the rising young stars of the Tarnadal was a handsome and strapping 15-year-old lad named Jassa Singh. The son of a prominent Sikh chief named Sardar Badar Singh, the lad had spent his childhood in Delhi, where his mother had served Guru Gobind Singh's wife, Mata Sundari. When the boy had turned 12, Mata Sundari had sent him to Kapoor Singh, 
with instructions that the boy who was like a son to her should be trained and mentored in the manner befitting a young Khalsa. Kapoor Singh took the lad under his wing, finding him to be quick-witted, strong, and very willing to learn. The lad, because of his time spent in Delhi, spoke fluent Urdu and often out of habit mixed in Urdu words when he spoke to his comrades. His elegant speech earned him the mocking title, Hamko Tumko, which he complained to Kapoor Singh about. The Nawab laughed and assured him that the good-natured ribbing, which was very integral to the easy camaraderie that existed among the fraternity of young warriors, was not ill-intentioned and asked him to take it in stride. Recognizing great potential in the lad, the Nawab said that his brothers would one day make him a padshah or king, just like they had made him a Nawab. Lahore and Amritsar, two cities separated by just a few miles, each had a Nawab now. One was beholden to the imperial court in Delhi, the other to the one divine and his fellow men. One was haughty and supercilious, and the other was the epitome of humility. One was born to rule, and the other was born to serve. Fate had made them allies of sorts, momentarily at least. The gulf between them was perhaps too wide to be bridged forever. The extraordinary vision of Nawab Kapoor Singh was to pay great dividends to the Sikh nation. It could not have been apparent at that time, but the foundation that the Nawab built would give rise to a powerful institution that would reinforce the republican ideals of the Sikhs and bring them immeasurable glory. As the Sikhs thrived in their territories around Amritsar, under the guidance of a dynamic leader, the terrible debacle of Banda Singh Bahadur's defeat and his brutal end must have been a distant memory. It seemed unbelievable that just 15 years after having had their nascent capital at Logar destroyed and their ranks decimated, the Sikhs once again were ebullient, hopeful, and resurgent. The euphoria, unfortunately, was not destined to last. The story of the six is written and narrated by Sarpreet Singh, author of Night of the Restless Spirits, a collection of short fiction that examines the tumultuous events of 1984 from many different angles. His previous book, The Camel Merchant of Philadelphia, tells the stories of many colorful characters who populated the court of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. The story of the six is produced by Almost Media. Our theme music is a rendition of a traditional Sikh hymn by the late Bai Avtar Singh. This episode features a rendition of Raga Yaman on Santur by Pandit Satish Vyas, accompanied by Nikhil Tikekar on Tabla. Season 3 of Story of the Six is sponsored by the Chardi Kala Foundation, the Sani Family Foundation, and Manpreet Kaur and Nishdeep Singh. 
I'm co-producer and audio engineer Erica Wong. Thank you for joining us.